This is episode 535 of the Prepper Website Podcast, where I connect you with resources that will help you live a more self-reliant life so you can love your people, get prepared, and live free. Today's article, Are Preppers Normal? Blending Prepping into Your Normal Lifestyle. Hey, I'm Todd Sepulveda, the editor of PrepperWebsite.com. This podcast is an audible version, with some commentary, of articles that have been posted on Prepper Website, a daily curation of preparedness information. These articles are some of the best of the best that have been recently posted on PrepperWebsite.com. All article links and show information can be found on the PrepperWebsitePodcast.com. Hey everyone, and welcome again to episode 535. Hey, if you are listening for the very first time, I want to invite you to go on over to iTunes or whichever podcast network you are listening to us on and make sure you subscribe. And that way you will always get the Prepper Website Podcast. We do this five days a week. We try to release them. Well, we actually release them late in the evening, so they are there for you in your early morning commute. So let's go ahead and jump into this article. It comes to us from mdcreekmore.com. Again, the title is, Are Preppers Normal? Blending Prepping into Your Normal Lifestyle. I enjoy prepping. I value independence, self-sufficiency, and taking responsibility for myself. I consider it a hobby with perks. I like growing my own food, canning, hunting, shooting, reusing, or repurposing materials. I love reading apocalyptic fiction, as well as survival nonfiction, homesteading, organic gardening, Mother Earth news, outdoor life, guns and ammo. But I also live in the real world of having a wife, 2.5 kids, full-time job, a mortgage, car payments, vacations, soccer, baseball, and gymnastics. Trying to find a balance, or better yet, an integration of the two worlds is what I try to achieve. Not everything can fit in both worlds, but I use this as a guide. The most integrated I make prepping into my life, the more I can work towards being prepared. Here's how I do it. All right, so where to start? That depends on you, your family, cash flow, and interest. I'll describe my situation and where I'm at. I'm not saying that this is the only way or the right way. I'm just saying this is how one man and family is doing it. I consider our basic needs and multiply to broader situations or applications. Some categories to consider are water, food, shelter, security, communication, medical, transportation. So get the basics in place, then add to each area. Look for ways to work on preps as you go about your quote-unquote normal life. I avoid putting too much emphasis on long-term, unlikely to use, hope I never have to use it, items or supplies. I don't own a bulletproof vest, a Geiger counter, or a gas mask. Hard to justify this as useful in my quote-unquote normal world. When I consider a purchase, I often ask myself, will I use it now? meaning in the next six months or so? And would it come in handy in five to 10 years if bad things happen? I don't dwell in the doom and gloom issues, but at the same time, a little preparedness goes a long way. If you have the money or see a great deal, by all means, add something off your wish list. I didn't think I was really prepping for many years. I had hobbies. I enjoyed like hunting, fishing, hiking, and camping. I like to reuse things and save money buy used, repair what I can repair. I also buy bulk when I can. Two for one deals, coupons, dented cans, day old donuts, whatever. 
Along the way, I realized the combination of these activities and the mind frame of preparedness meshed with what is known as prepping. Adding on to activities you already do is one way of making more progress with your preps. So thriftiness. I'm a sell shopper. Goodwill, resale shops, yard and estate sales are my favorite places to shop. I once found a new Blackhawk tactical pack at Goodwill for $5. Sold. Saved me $80 to $100 that one time. A Kevlar chainsaw chaps for $8. Sold. I often walk away empty-handed, which is fine by me. Buying to just buy isn't for me. I'm not a big shopper, but if I'm at a pharmacy to get something, I take the time to walk through looking for clearance or sell items. I'm happy to buy two for one of something I already use like soap, toothpaste, deodorant. Is this prepping? Yes. In two cents, I'm purchasing bulk supplies of things I need and will use. And second, I'm saving money that can be used for other purchases. One thing I am careful of is not buying things that will go bad before I use them. Check expiration dates. This is the integration or blending of habits or hobbies that I've described. Will I get rid of our old bike trailer even though the kids are too big? Nope. It's useful for getting groceries or hauling wood on a camping trip. And it folds up pretty flat in the garage. Also, good long term to bug out if needed. Again, think short and long-term, daily living as well as doomsday living. This item has applications in both worlds. I try to balance short-term and long-term gains. Immediate uses versus hope to never need. I can't afford a bunker on 40 acres, but I can make sure our, 20, our 21-foot camper is adequately stocked and maintained all the time. I don't store 500 gallons of stabilized gas but I do keep five to 10 gallons on hand for the lawnmower, chainsaw, truck, and generator if needed. Do I have 2000 watts of solar panels with batteries? No, but I do have a portable panel and battery charger for my phone and many sizes of batteries. Also a 20 watt panel for trickle charging our camper batteries. Look for ways to expand what you're already doing. So think about what activities you did this week, stores you shopped in, Try to brainstorm ways you could have worked on your preps as you did those same activities. I'm guessing you can come up with some ideas pretty easily. Family? As I mentioned, I am married with young kids. Does my wife think I'm crazy? Yes, many times. Does she support my interest? Yes, indirectly. She has gone shooting with me, but usually only if we go with friends and she can choose where we eat afterwards. Does she wince when she sees another box on the stoop from Amazon or Midway? Certainly. Do I show her the tool or book I ordered? Yes, kind of, but only after I put away the new mags or hoe grips in the same box. If she asks, I can call all those things hunting supplies, an innocent synonym for survival supplies. She would go nuts if she looked through all the Rubbermaid tubs in the basement and garage. I hope to avoid that day. She sees the benefits of growing our own food, reusing or repurposing old materials, camping, canning, freezing our harvest, or product of hunting, buying, bulk, and on sale. These are the easy sells with her. We do many activities that I consider part of my preps together as family. We shoot occasionally, garden regularly, fish, go canoeing, camp quite often, cook outdoors, bike and hike. 
I consider these great family activities, as well as having additional side benefits of fitness, building skills, food production, navigation, and survival skills. Do I feel that going on a vacation out of state or out of the country, plane tickets, nice hotel, car rental, etc., is a waste of money? Sometimes. Let's be honest, most of the time. But my family's happiness, my wife being happy, us having experiences together, makes us stronger as a whole. And for short and long-term survival, I need us to care for each other, love each other, work together, have fun together, and have common experiences. At times, I do feel paying $100 for a dinner out with my wife is an extravagance, and if given a choice, I'd spend it at Cabela's or Nature's, but my wife wouldn't have it, so I accept it and move on, save in other ways. Organization of consumables. We use a two-pantry system. The first one is what we use daily, weekly, basic ingredients. The second one is more of the same, but in quantity, bulk purchases. I don't buy long-term storage items like number 10 cans or dried corn or MREs. I might get there eventually, but for my family right now, this is not where we're at. I won't have the shelf life, but my family will eat what I have because our bulk purchases are an extension of our regular purchases. We stock the upstairs pantry from the basement pantry, then restock the basement tier 2 pantry with new purchases. Same system with batteries. A big drawer upstairs and the spares are in a tub downstairs, cleaning supplies and also medical supplies. Same with our freezers. A few items in our fridge freezer. Home frozen meat, fruit and veg in the deep freeze. In our basement, I just built shelves for store-bought and home canned food. Build them strong. Food weighs a lot. You can adapt this for your situation. Keep food visible, easy to get at and you'll be more likely to use it and keep it up to date. I would recommend using the two-tier system for all consumables, not just food. Anything that has a shelf life should be rotated with the oldest used first. Batteries, vitamins, some medical supplies can go bad over time. Hate to lose money by having it or having to throw it out. One method is to keep a shelf or cupboard in a bathroom or linen closet for your medical supplies. Then surplus bulk purchases can be stored in the basement or in a tub and shower elsewhere. Then, when you buy three tubs of antibiotic cream or 10 toothbrushes, put them in the tub and rotate up to the bathroom, the oldest. A posted inventory list is also very helpful. Just update it as items leave or are added to your designated storage area. Here are some other activities that help me balance or integrate my immediate personal and family needs with possible long-term prepper needs. So chickens. We've had between 4 and 20 at different times. Mostly layers, but sometimes meat birds. I'm no expert, just learned by having them. We've lost a fair number to predators, but overall, I consider them a good investment. Fresh eggs, compost, fertilizer for the garden, and to be honest, they're just fun to watch. Very entertaining, quite funny at times. The kids love them. Having chickens integrates food source, gardening, or chicken poop, and family fun. So what about go bags? Bug out, get home, 72-hour bags, call it what you will, but should have one for each family member and include the basics. Water, food, shelter, security, medical, communication, transportation. Each might be different, should be different, but the basics need to be covered. We live in the Midwest and have four to five months of winter with feet of snow and below freezing temps for weeks at a time. I add a winter go bag in addition to my basic ones 
that live in the truck. It contains mostly extra clothes, candle, pot, hand warmers, snacks. I also add extra tools like two shovels, toe straps, jumper cables. Is this prepping or just being prepared? What about the garden? Garden integrates food production, healthy eating, family activity, lifelong skills. Canning and freezing gives us more food on hand in the off season. And hunting. Well, fun. Kids are beginning to try it out. Add food to the pantry as well as possible barter items. My wife never had wild game before we met, but now it's more normal to eat venison than beef. I have handheld radios to communicate with the guys I hunt with, which would be valuable in other situations. An example of blending hunting and communications into my normal life. What about shooting? It ties into the hunting as well as personal defense, family activities, and fun to do with friends or other couples. We will meet up with a few other couples to shoot for an hour or two, then go out to eat. It combines a prepper activity with a common social outing. I guess to some, it might seem weird, the shooting part on date night, but to us, it's just a social outing and could as easily be a movie or hike in the woods before we go eat. I guess to sum it up, prepping has become part of our lifestyle, not a separate activity. My normal, quote unquote, normal life includes work, family activities, as well as shooting, canning, gardening, hiking, etc., I have blended or integrated those prepper hobbies and activities into my normal life. My wife would never call herself a prepper, but loves to garden and camp and is happy I hunt and shoot. I can accept that. Overall, I see prepping as one more way for me and mine to be responsible for ourselves. Personal responsibility is a value I hold dear. Will I ever be done prepping? Not a chance, because it's not only a list of supplies or a set of skills but more so a lifestyle I have adopted. So as long as I'm living, I'm prepping. All right, guys, great article here. And I mean, there's some things here that I don't necessarily completely agree with, but they're very small, minor things. I love the idea of understanding that prepping, being prepared, being responsible, right? That that is just part of everyday living. There's so many people out there that are not that don't take that responsibility you you have a family you have kids all those things that they don't take that uh you know serious right and they always are depending on the government or they're depending on someone else or they're living paycheck to paycheck and if there's a hiccup then you know people are going to suffer so i really truly like this now i do agree with him where you build it into your normal life and then you start to expand right I do really like that aspect of it where you're finding out just the, the regular things that you need to survive and you're starting to uh, to build on and you're starting to add because when you have your food and you, you know, we always talk about that. Start it for, a, you know, your food pantry, two weeks worth of food, then jump to a month, then jump to two months. You're always expanding. So once you get that one level that you're, you feel comfortable with, you're jumping to the next. And the, the, the idea here of the rotation, that's exactly what you're supposed to be doing. Now, I wish I had a basement. Uh, you know, that's one thing that living in Texas, we just don't, we just don't have, at least living in, in the Houston area, we don't have basements. I would love to have a basement uh, because I would probably do the same thing that he's talking about where I would bring up, you know, the, the new stuff would go 
down in the basement and I would be rotating things up. That would just make it very easy to be able to have that rotation system. And you really feel like you truly are rotating, right? You're bringing it from one place to the next. Sometimes when you're bringing in groceries and you're doing that first in, first out, and you're rotating, you're just kind of moving the new stuff to the back and you're moving the older stuff to the front. And it's not just the same. I don't know. Mentally, it, it's not the same, I guess, to me. But I don't know. I really like all the outdoor skills and all the outdoor hobbies and stuff like that as well, because a lot of things can work that way. You think about going camping, you're you're getting extra supplies, right? You're you have that camp stove to go out and to cook, right? Or I, I know that he said he had an RV, so I'm thinking maybe when he goes camping, he's really RVing. <laughs> I don't know, that's not a real word, right? But you know, some people call that camping. I don't call that camping, but whatever. So maybe that's where he has that. And so he would have like a stove inside his, uh, his RV. But those of us who don't have RVs, um, when we think about camping, we would have like a stove, a camp stove. And so you would be able to use that and utilize that if you were, for whatever reason, your gas or your electricity was out and you needed to cook, you'd have something at home that you would be able to use, right? Um, if you're trickle charging like his batteries, like he said, on the RV, you can still kind of trickle charge things like you'd have to be very careful, but you know, you can easily start incorporating panels and, and things like that. Uh, the water, the gasoline, all those things that he talked about, right? So here's the thing. Where where do you have what activities, what hobbies do you do right now that you might not have the thought about when you think about preparedness? You're thinking about all these other things. Have you thought about, okay, I, I love going camping. I've got that camping gear in the garage. I haven't maybe looked at it for you know two or three years. I might have that camp stove or, you know what, my parents have a camp stove that uh, hasn't been looked at in years. I might take it out and fool with it. Maybe I can fix it. Do you go to resale shops and do you try to find some great deals? You know, uh, there's always people finding great deals at resale shops. And I've talked about that before in the past. But anyway, when I was getting off, off the, the, the trail there, going back to your hobbies, what hobbies do you have? What things do you do right now that you know can be preparedness related and you just didn't realize that? And just thinking through those things, the gardening, the hunting, the shooting, I mean, all those things right there, they begin to you know just fall right into place there. So I think it's a great article and uh, something to truly think about. The other thing, the last thing I'm going to end with this. When you see pictures on the internet, maybe on Facebook or, or whatever, uh, people that are dealing with firearms, man, they're always like these, you know, ripped guys and, you know, ex-military and, and all that kind of stuff. And you look at that and like, man, I'm, I'm not that, you know, I'm just like a regular guy. I'm a regular average Joe and that's not me. And sometimes you just don't ever see yourself being involved in that. Let, let me tell you something, just a myth that's out there. A lot of the times, those people, they're like one-off people or they're the, the person that's in front of the camera or in, you know in the shot, right? Most people that are prepping, most people that I know, because I've done a lot of surveys out there on Prepper website, for the podcast, on social media, most people out there are older, right? They're like 40s, 50s, 60s. Man, I have people that listen to the podcast and people that 
go to prepper website that are in their 80s, man. And so most people are average Joes. So if you, you know, you go and you might go to a website and you're like, man, there's no way I'm not like that military guy, you know, camouflage or whatever and, and, and all that. I mean, I'm not saying anything against that, but I'm just saying there, there's more people that would consider that when you look at them would just be average people, right? I'm just an average guy, just like this guy right here, right? I go to work. I've got kids. I live in the suburbs. You know, I've got the dog. I've got, you know, you know, three, three cars, four cars, whatever, you know, all that kind of stuff, you know, with all the kids and all the stuff and, and all the activities and, and all that kind of stuff that you balance. I'm just a regular person. And so most people are just that regular person. You're just that normal person, that normal prepper, right? And so I just want to encourage you on that because sometimes we get the idea that in order to be prepared. You have to be off in a homestead somewhere. You have to be ex-military. You have to carry a gun all the time. You know, you need to have a big survival knife on the, you know, on your, on your belt, you know, all the time. You need to have like that, you know, like the knife around your neck, a neck knife, whatever, carrying around a ferrule rod. All those things are cool. I'm not saying in, in all that stuff, you should have all that stuff if you can, if that's you, right? But if you don't and, and you're just you feel like, man, that's I'm just normal. Right. I'm just just I, I just feel like average. Then that's OK, because that's exactly what most preppers out there are like. Believe me when I when I tell you that I've dealt with a lot of people throughout the years. Most of us are very average. Your average everyday American, your average everyday person. And I know there's people that listen to the podcast all over the world. And um, we're just normal. We're just the regular everyday people. So don't think that being prepared, you have to be this, you know, bushcraft. You need to go out into the wilderness every single day. That's just not the way it is. Being prepared is smart and being responsible. And you've got people that are counting on you. And that's why you do what you do. That's why we do what we do. All right, guys, that is it for this article. Like always, I'm going to link to it in the show notes. It's over at mdcreekmore.com. I recommend you go check it out. There's links in the article and also comments that you can go read. Well, everyone, that is it for episode 535. Thanks so much for hanging out with me this week, man. I can't believe the week has gone so fast. It just feels like I was here just a day ago. But anyway, we're ending out another week of podcast episodes. Hey, again, like I said earlier, if you're not subscribed, I'd love to have you subscribe to the podcast. And that way you'll never miss another episode of Sweet Prepper Goodness. Hey, and if you're looking for more preparedness, more preparedness for normal people, right? You go over to PrepperWebsite.com. You know, the podcast, we do that five days a week. But over at PrepperWebsite.com, we load somewhere between 8 to 12 articles every single day, 24-7. And so if you're interested in preparedness, that is the place to go because we're linking to the best articles. You know, we're dropping videos in there. We're, you know, podcast in there, you know, all that good stuff. Not to mention all the other links that we have there to preparedness websites, to alternative news, to frugal living, to DIY. We just, there's a lot of information over there. So if you find yourself, hey, I need uh, some more preparedness in my life, then that's the place to go. And if you're not subscribed to the email list, 
There is a link in the show notes. I'd love for you to be a part of that. On Saturdays, I send out the Saturday prep, which is an email with about five to six links of good stuff that you can read or listen to or watch while you're drinking your morning coffee. So with that, choose to live a more self-reliant life. Choose not to be so dependent on the government grid or the grind. Until next week, stay prepped and aware. Peace.